0: All of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and in the power of your spirit. Amen. Well, thank you, Lois, and uh, thank you for reminding us. I say thank you on behalf of all the school-age kids for reminding them that school is about to start. I'm sure they were happy to hear that, right? Evidence that summer is about done is all around us. I read earlier that we are now losing three minutes a day of sunshine every day as we head towards towards those dark days of winter, right? School is just around the corner. Yesterday, I, um, I had to zip into Costco for something. The very first display, winter coats. Talk about discouraging, all right? truth is, summer's almost done, and one more evidence of that is that this morning, we wrap up our summer sermon series, our Dive Deeper series. I recognize that summer's been a time when people have, have vacations have come and gone, people have come and, come and gone here at church as well, weekends here and there. But if you've been here for a number of these three months, a number of weeks through these three months, I hope you recognize that there's, a, there's been a pattern to these sermons, this dive deeper series. We have journeyed, from beginning of June till now. We have journeyed through God's story from beginning to end. right? If you were here way back in June, in June, we, we, we saw and we understood who God is and who we are, who these players are in God's salvation story. We recognized who God is. We saw ourselves as image bearers of him. We looked at the creation that he made and designed, his providence in our lives. We just laid out all the players. In July then, we looked at how, how we live into God's story. We admitted our part in the brokenness of this creation. We saw our desperate need of a savior. We receive God's gift of salvation through forgiveness that comes from the empty cross, the empty tomb. We recognize how how this community called the church is how God wants to bring that salvation, bring that transformation all throughout this world. And then, then in this month, in August, we've been receiving the gifts of grace that God gives to empower us to do that task. To be his hands and feet, right? We, we saw how baptism, in baptism, God binds us to himself and binds us to each other. In the Lord's Supper, we receive, we remember and we receive the strength of Jesus Christ through the body and the blood broken and given for us. And last week, if you were here, we... we glimpsed all the way to eternity all the way to the end of the story we saw how how when God gives us glimpses of what's going to happen at the end he gives us purpose and strength to live for today as well and now this morning we wrap up this dive deeper journey into his story we put all the pieces together Okay, and it's going to take a little bit of work from you this morning. So I don't know if you're usually a, a note taker, an outline follower or not, but I encourage you this morning to take out your outline, find a pen, a pencil in front of you, even if you need to find another scrap of paper because you don't have an outline for everybody, I give you a heads up. And I want you to have a piece of paper in front of you this morning because gonna take it's going to take a little effort from you. In fact, this task that we had in front of us this morning as I prepared it this week reminded me of of the end of my seminary journey, wrapping all of that education together. You see, at the very end, if you go to Calvin Seminary, the last thing you need to do to pass, the last hoop to jump through, the last check to mark off the list is something called the Oral Comprehensive Exams. Now, what you have to do for the Oral Comprehensive Exams is this, is every student gets the privilege and the opportunity to go and sit down in a room with four professors. You never know which ones they're gonna be until you walk into that room. And for an hour, those four professors have the chance to ask you any question and anything that you've learned over the past three years. Anything. And if you had a church history professor, you're doomed. Because they ask you dates and times and names and all, anything you want. Okay? It's, it's a terrifying experience. So. That always happens at the end of January during the interim time, right? And so that interim, everybody who's going to take the oral comprehensive exam doesn't take a class. Instead, we spend every day in study groups relearning everything we were supposed to have learned over three years of classes. Now, we never know what the questions are going to be. We never know who's going to be there. But every study group knows they have to be ready to answer one question. There's one that almost always shows up in some way. They need to be able to answer this. What is the one overarching theme of God's story that runs all the way through this book from beginning to end? Can you summarize the one theme? In fact, they know that they need, we knew that we needed to come up with one word, one word theme that would take you through this whole book, every book, every story. There's some good options out there, aren't there? I don't know if any words came to your mind of what you would say if you were getting called in before four seminary professors. Options like love, that'd be a great answer, right? Or covenant, with Reformed Christians would love to have the word covenant be the one. How about grace? Well, we wrestled with it for weeks all through the month of January. We pulled in professors as they walked by to get their input and their design. And we, my study group, settled on on one theme. And we all passed, so I think maybe we got it right. The theme that we can find all throughout God's story is summarized with one word. And that word is kingdom. Kingdom. All summer long, we've been diving deeper into the story of God's kingdom. His kingdom established here on earth, even before creation, right? And then then again, at creation. His kingdom broken by our rebellion and our sin. His kingdom restored through Jesus Christ. His kingdom finally being perfected at the end of all time. Right, and now... At the end of our journey here, you and I are invited to be a part of that kingdom story. We're invited to, as we say often around here at Ivanrest Church, to grow God's kingdom. That's what we're about. We're about growing God's kingdom. And so this morning we wrap up our summer series with an invitation. And I, I brought an invitation with me this morning. It's a wedding invitation. Some of you may be recognized as wedding invitation. Okay, this, this invitation tells me that something really cool is going to happen. Something really good is going on. Right? There's something excellent in someone's life. There's a big moment coming up, and they want me to be a part of it. They want me to participate in it. The message, the message is, is something good is going on. We want you to be a part. Would you please come and be a part of this with me? And this morning, God is giving you and I an invitation to his kingdom-growing party. And God's message to you this morning is pretty clear. Something really good is going on. Something really cool and powerful and excellent is going on, and I want you to be a part of it. I want each one of you, I invite each one of you, To come and be a part of my kingdom growing adventure. You know, I think I think the Christian life, I I think church should feel like a party more often than it does. It should feel like a celebration more often than it does. I don't think we do enough celebrating here. We, we haven't learned that lesson all that well, especially those of us who come from pretty somber Dutch heritage, right? We aren't really good at celebrating that much. But think about it. We have a God who loves to celebrate, and he wants us to celebrate with him. Think about the Old Testament. Those of you who know about the Old Testament God that so often gets characterized as, as kind of a, an angry, mean, judgmental God, Right? Well, that Old Testament God gave the people of Israel nine different festivals, nine different celebrations. Of those nine, three of them are pure parties, are celebrations that the whole nation needed to participate with. And one of them is a whole week long. Wouldn't that be great? A week-long party? God God designed it. There are times when God wants and deserves an all-out celebration. Philip Yancey, an author that many of you have probably read, he thinks that the church sometimes needs to feel like, more like a, a locker room than a lecture hall. He wrote this sentence. He says, like a victorious locker room, Church is a place to exalt, to give thanks, to celebrate the great news that all is forgiven, that God is love, that victory is certain. Think about King David. King David in the Old Testament, the great Israelite king, he... He recaptures the Ark of the Covenant that, had, that Saul had lost, right, to the Philistines. He brings it back to Jerusalem. And if you read that story in 2 Samuel 6, it says that David takes 30,000 men with him to go and get the Ark and carry it up to Jerusalem. Let that number sink in, 30,000. It's a pretty big party. Okay? And, and not only are, were those 30,000 men, but the whole nation, it says, you know, line the streets, And they were singing, and they were dancing. It says that David and the whole house of Israel was celebrating with all their might before the Lord, and David held nothing back. He says, I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this as he's dancing in his underwear. I will be humiliated before my own eyes. I'll give everything I am to God to celebrate him. Psalm 145, this morning, invites us to that same kind of celebration. Take out your Bibles, if you don't have them out already, already. Page 612 in the Bibles you have in front of you. This psalm invites us today to come together as God's people to celebrate his kingdom that has come and his kingdom that is still coming. It invites you and me to give our all like David did, to dance with all of our might, to shout and sing in celebration because God deserves it all. Right, verses one and two of Psalm 145 are are really the front cover of our invitation here. Right, those two verses, they say, I will exalt you. My God, the King, I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Okay, pause there. God is inviting us to a party, to a celebration. He's inviting us to celebrate because something really good is happening. And these verses remind us that this is God's party, He is the one who is at the very center. He is the guest of honor, the host of honor. Verse one says that we are here to exalt God. We are here to praise his name. Verse two, we are here to praise him and extol his name forever. Right? That's what we're here to do this morning. We're here to take up God's invitation to celebrate, to celebrate him, what he's done. Right? And This invitation goes on as any good invitation should. To tell us what this celebration is all about. What is it that we're supposed to be celebrating? What is it that we're here for? What is the party all about? Listen to verses 3 through 7. Great is the Lord, most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. reminds us very simply that we are, we are celebrating God because he's God, and he deserves it. We have seen over the course of the summer what God's done, right? If you've been here at all for this series, out of his great love, he created the world. He didn't have to create us, but he loved us enough that he did. And when we ruined his dream, when we spoiled the perfection of the garden, the perfection of his creation in such a way that now disasters are here and God's heart is broken, he didn't give up on us. He, he could have. He have said, forget it. I'm going to destroy this whole creation. I'll make another one start over. He didn't. He said, I love them too much. And he made a plan to restore his kingdom right here in us. That plan is well established. He is restoring his kingdom today. His victory is guaranteed. As we saw last week, his kingdom is coming. Guaranteed. You know, it would simply be wrong, I think the psalmist is is implying. It would simply be wrong for us not to celebrate God. It, it 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 would be just wrong. Great is the Lord. Worthy of praise. If anyone deserves to be celebrated, God does. His greatness, no one can fathom. Think about God. And you can't help but celebrate if you truly know who he is, if you truly know what he's done, if you truly know what he's doing. The psalmist psalmist is coming. He's he's gonna celebrate God. He invites us to join him and do the same thing. Verse four then challenges us to look back on our own lives, to see God's greatness and power, not as it exists out there, right? This summer we've been talking big concepts out there. Verse four invites us to look, in, look into your own heart. Look into your own life and see how God has touched you practically and personally. It says, it says one generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. Okay, here's where I want it to get practical this morning. I want you to take a moment and reflect on your life. Look back on, on your life and ask yourself, where are the mighty acts of God in my life? What is the mighty act that God has done for you? And I want you to write something down. I left space in your outline there. Reflect back. What has God done for you? Maybe there's only one thing you want to write down. Maybe there's two, but write something down. Maybe maybe it's the moment that his saving grace finally caught up to your heart and you finally gave in and made him Lord of your life. maybe, Maybe it's God bringing just the right person into your life to be your husband or your wife or your lifelong friend. Maybe it's God giving you the joy of children or grandchildren. Maybe it's God providing for you, providing for your family when money was tight and you didn't know what the next day, what the next month was going to bring. Maybe for those of you who served in the military, it's God protecting your life, bringing you back home safely again. I don't know, maybe maybe the great work God has done in your life is, is carrying you through a really difficult time. When you didn't know if you were gonna make it and he carried you through and brought you out stronger on the other side. I don't know what it is. Did you write something down? I hope so. Then look at that and celebrate. That is your reason to celebrate. Great is the Lord. Most worthy of praise, celebrate God for what he's done in your life. Don't forget to do that, the psalmist says. And then we can do the same thing for Ivanrest Church as a community. I mean, look at how God's kingdom has come here in this community, in this family, and how this community has brought God's kingdom to this world all around us. Look at what God's done here and celebrate. Right? We have so much to celebrate as a church. Look how God's kingdom story has been written here. God's kingdom-growing power has brought Ivanrest Church from a tent to a tiny little church building on the other side of 28th Street, to the fellowship hall, to now this this place where we worship now. God's kingdom-growing power at Ivanrest Church has literally touched thousands of people who have called this place their church home over the past 51 years. God's kingdom-growing power has created a community right here that is characterized by generosity. Not just generosity with finances, but generosity in caring for people with needs. Generosity in in ensuring that people experience life-changing mission experiences. Generosity in helping to cover tuition expenses. Generosity in, in giving of ourselves to raise up the next generation of leaders in the church. It has been shown in hours of service given out of love, service to this community around us. It has been shown in countless prayers that have broken down barriers and empowered the Holy Spirit of God to make a difference in this world or in somebody's life. God's kingdom-growing power has, has changed the hearts of many of our children and grandchildren right here in this community. We've seen them baptized here. We've heard their professions of faith. God's power has grown his kingdom in our lives, in this community, in our world. So here's your second assignment. You probably saw it already. see it coming. I want you to take a moment and think about a blessing that God has given you through Ivanrest Church. Write it down. God's kingdom work in you through Ivanrest Church. Write at least one way God has worked in you. One moment, one person. Maybe it's one name of somebody he used to touch your heart and to touch your life. Again, maybe he'll come up with one. Maybe he'll come up with two or three. Write them down. And then celebrate. Great is the Lord. Most worthy of praise. We can reflect on all that God has done, but that's not all we're supposed to do, the psalmist says. God's power isn't locked in the past. The invitation is offered to us today, to you and me as individuals, to us together as a community. It's an invitation to be part of His growing kingdom right here, right now, today, tomorrow, and in the days to come. See, God's still writing His story, His kingdom story of of power and blessing. He's writing them in your lives, he's writing them in this community called Ivanrest Church, and he wants to write them in the community outside these walls. He won't stop until his kingdom is fully established for eternity. And he invites you, and he invites me to join him in that adventure, that kingdom-growing adventure. We need to celebrate not only what God has done, but we need to celebrate what God is doing. So verses 5 and 7. Anybody us to celebrate, 5 through 7 I should say, anybody us to celebrate God both as individuals and and as a community together. Right, it's both the they and the I going back and forth in those verses. Verse 5, they will speak of God's majesty and I will tell of God's mighty acts. Verse 6, they will tell of God's works and I will proclaim God's great deeds. Verse seven, again, the they. They, the community of God now called the church, will celebrate God's goodness, will sing about his righteousness as individuals, as a community together. We celebrate what God is doing today. We celebrate what he will do in the future. His kingdom is coming, remember? His kingdom is coming, guaranteed. That's the story that we've been diving deeper into all summer long. God's kingdom story that's still being written on your hearts and in our community. And God invites us to be a part of that story. He invites us to be part of the adventure of a lifetime. You've written down what God has done in your life at least something. You've written down what God has done for you in this community. Now, these next two might be a little more challenging for you. I want you to take a moment and look forward. Ask yourself, first of all, what God wants to do in you and what God wants to do through you. Where he wants you to be a part of this kingdom story. Where is your part? Dare to write one thing down. Where is your kingdom growing calling that God's laid on your heart? It might be a a long term calling or maybe a one time thing that he's asking of you. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe, Maybe he's laying on your heart a new place where you can serve him. Maybe he's showing you a heart, your heart, that's more sold out for him than it's ever been before. Maybe he's saying to you this morning, That one sin that you're holding on to, that one sin that you don't want to let go of, how about we lay that one aside right now? Maybe he's showing you a relationship that he wants you to restore, a bitterness he wants you to lay down. Maybe he's showing you the face of a friend or a neighbor or a family member who he wants to use you to to speak words of grace, to tell the salvation story. Maybe he's showing you a ministry opportunity that's designed just for you. I don't know. Do you dare write something down? Do you dare ask God to show you where he wants you to be a part of his kingdom-growing adventure? So you made a list of what God has already done. What does he still want to do in you? And we can't forget to do that as a community as well. We've been diving deeper into the truths of what we believe all summer long, into God's kingdom story. And if that's only been an interesting, or maybe not always even all that interesting, academic experience, intellectual exercise with no life change, then we've wasted a whole summer. Honestly, we've wasted a whole summer if nothing changes. If we've kept God's kingdom story out there to look at and to say, isn't that interesting? But we refuse to take our place in that story, then we're missing what we're really supposed to be all about. Because God is inviting us as Ivan Rest Church to be a community that hears God's kingdom calling, celebrates what God is doing, and then allows him to work in us, and through us. We should be celebrating the present that God has given us and the future that he wants us to live into. And so celebrate the children and the grandchildren who find a place to learn what it really means to love Jesus with heart, soul, mind, and strength here in this community. Celebrate the believers who who will discover the joy of serving God through this community. Celebrate the spiritually lost, who are still lost, who God's saying, I, wanna, I want to find them, and I want them to find me right here in Ivanrest Church. Celebrate the kingdom of God growing both inside our hearts and in the community all around us. I hope your eyes are open, not only to the awesome work that God is doing right now, but I hope your eyes are open to the awesome work that God wants to do through us as Ivanrest Church. I want you to dare to imagine this morning. Dare to let God imagine for you. And write one more thing down on your outline. Write down what you see God planning for the future for Ivanrest Church. Where does God want us to grow his kingdom? Where does he want to work through us so that heaven comes to earth a little bit more in someone's life or in this community? Where does God want us as a community to take a step of faith? That doesn't happen institutionally. It happens when all of us together as individuals take a step of faith together. Did they write something down, a dream that God might have for this community, for what you hear him saying, I want Ivan Rest Church to be and to do? My guess is this one's harder. Because when you write something down, suddenly it becomes real, doesn't it? Suddenly it kind of becomes a responsibility because you can't ignore it anymore. I wonder if it becomes a responsibility or an opportunity. I like to think maybe it's an opportunity because God wants to do great things. God wants to do kingdom things, kingdom growing things through us together. If we take that step of faith, then we'll be able to join the psalmist and say, great is the Lord, most worthy of praise. So the invitation is yours this morning. The invitation is mine. The invitation is ours together as a community called Ivan Rest Church. God is inviting us to join in his kingdom growing story to celebrate what, what is being written in our world, to celebrate what is being written in our lives. And just in case your paper is still blank, just in case it was too hard for you to write anything down. Not wanting you to miss the party, the psalmist fills in some for us. Okay, I'm not going to read it for you. My challenge to you is at lunch or dinner today, around your table as a family, read the rest of the psalm. Because you'll find, you'll find him writing down reasons to celebrate. To celebrate because we have a God who is gracious and compassionate. That we should celebrate because we have a God who's faithful to his promise. An invitation to celebrate because we have a God who is absolutely in love with you. You'll find those things all in the psalm. He'll fill it in for you if your paper's blank. Read through that and I'll bring you to the end of the psalm. Verse 21. Verse 21 really is the psalmist's RSVP. Psalm 145 The writer accepts the invitation. He says in the very last verse, verse 21, he says, my mouth will speak in praise to the Lord. In other words, he's saying, I'm gonna do it. I've heard God's invitation to this kingdom-growing party. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna celebrate what God has done. I'm gonna celebrate what God is doing. Then he asks the rest of us to join him. Let every creature Praise His name forever and ever. God's invitation asks for an RSVP from you. Let every creature praise His name forever. And ever. Let every creature come to the party, come to the celebration, be a part of God's kingdom growing story. It's up to each one of us to respond. So this summer we chose to dive deeper into God's kingdom story. Now we end with an invitation to truly dive in, not just to stand on the edge and study the water, see how deep it is, feel how cold it might be. Psalmist says it's time to jump in. There's a kingdom adventure for you as an individual. There's a kingdom adventure for us as a church. What's our RSVP gonna be? Do you pray with me? Father God, it blows my mind that when you are thinking of how best to redeem this creation, when you're thinking of how best to build your kingdom back after we destroyed it and broke it, when you are thinking through strategy, you came to the conclusion that the best way to restore your kingdom, the best way to share your salvation story is through your church. Through people like me and people like those sitting in this room right now. We are not only plan A, but there is no plan B. Father, thank you for inviting us to the adventure. Thank you, first of all, for working in our hearts and lives, for working your kingdom truth to bring us to the point where we accepted you as Lord and Savior, where we know what the future holds for us and we can celebrate all that you've done to transform and change us. Thank you, Father, for your kingdom work in us. And thank you now that that's not the end of our story but just the beginning. Make us kingdom-growing people, Father. Give us the courage to say yes to the invitation you give us. You place people, situations, opportunities in front of us all the time where we can be your hands and be your feet in big ways and small. And so, Father, for those of us who dared to write something down on our paper today, may that begin to shape our lives May we truly celebrate what you have done. And may we have the courage as individuals in a community here called Ivanrest Church to take a step of faith and let you keep working your kingdom purposes in us and through us. Thank you for that privilege. May we hold it carefully. May we hold it boldly for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're going to take our offerings. Our offerings.